0: In these inflationary times, with the cost of food rising, gas skyrocketing, and the cost of everything going up, we need to find ways to cut expenses where possible. This episode is tips on ways to save money wherever we can. We'll put the list, as well as the links mentioned, in the show notes.
1: Mark and Krista Lawley. Amazon customers, you can support our podcast by starting your order from the affiliate banner on our website. Scroll down on our homepage, click on the Amazon banner, sign in to your account, and shop as usual. We earn a small commission from your purchases. Bookmark our homepage to make the banner easier to access. We thank you kindly for helping keep Practical Prepping Podcast going. Hi, listener friends. I'm glad that you're here today. I want to talk about something that should be more fun than spending money. I can't imagine what, but what's more fun than spending money? And I think that is saving money. So what we have for you today, we just got to gathering up a few money-saving ideas. We wanted to share some with you. They're certainly not the most comprehensive and complete list of money-saving ideas, but we feel that in our estimation for what touches our lives on a daily basis and maybe what touches your life are some ideas where you may have thought about it and maybe where you haven't thought about it. So Mark and I are going to talk about saving you some money.
0: And the more money we save, the more money we have to spend on prepping.
1: Yeah boy!
0: Here's some money saving ideas and we do most of these things. We looked things over and we found that we can save $70 per month by dumping cable TV and going to a streaming service. So our first one is dumping cable or satellite TV and using a smart TV like Roku or a Roku Fire Stick, anything that can let you access the Internet and be able to use those streaming services.
1: Right, a lot of those streaming services uh, simply duplicate many of the channels that we're paying a lot more money for with a cable service. And uh, we're finding that we do have to consider that a lot of the streaming services do not offer live broadcast network but for what they do offer I think that they offer the type of cable style of channels that we're interested in we like the outdoor channels and the cooking channels and the traveling channels and
0: in the history channel
1: history channel you know there's several of those services will offer not only the the channels that we like but some that we don't already get that we'd like to have
0: and we had to buy a new television not too long ago and we actually bought it on a Black Friday and they put such a sale on these things that it was somewhat dumb for us not to go ahead and replace the television that we had at the time, which had some problems with it. We had inherited it and it had some issues that we were dealing with. So we purchased that new TV and one of the things that we found when we purchased a smart TV is that it had different services on it that you can access for which we were really not aware.
1: Well, it's basically a Roku TV. And being already installed as a Roku service allows you to add channels as you like. And each channel has its different flavors, if you will. Some of them have completely free TV and movies. Other ones have like a pay-per-view or a subscription level type of thing that's available. So we're just finding that based on our internet capability, we can allow our television to basically work for us and at a lower cost which is exactly what we want to do
0: and i researched a number of these streaming services we're in the process of narrowing this down to one particular streaming service that we're going to subscribe to and we researched youtube tv fubu f-u-b-u philo p-h-i-l-o and sling One of the things that we found is that the prices of these streaming services vary greatly. One of the reasons that they do is many of the streaming services carry some of the local channels and have some of the cable news channels. There's also some services that are referred to as skinny streaming services, and they offer your various channels, but not your local and not your cable news programs. We certainly believe that it's important that we be able to monitor local news, particularly in the case of weather situations. When there's a tornado warning or something like that, they come on to the television wall to wall, and we need to be able to access that. What we're going to do is to go with a skinny service, and we're going to invest into a very good digital broadcast antenna. Now, we have a couple of the broadcast antennas that we've used, and one of them that does not work well here, but it really worked well for you in North Carolina when you were living alone in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You got very good service out of that antenna, but I don't know if it's the exact location we are. We're not that far from the city, and the broadcast station's antennas are up on Montesano Mountain, and they're very high. And I don't know if we're in the shadow of something, but we have difficulty with these two antennas getting that. So we're going to invest in a quality digital antenna And if you amortize that over, say, a year, we're just talking $10 a month or something to be able to to add that in. And what it all comes down to is that we're going to save about $70 a month, figuring in the antenna, figuring in increasing our Internet speed as well. It all boils down to saving that $70. So that comes out to $840 per year. That's a cost savings.
1: I mean, that's, you know, it may not seem like a lot per month to some people, but hey, every dollar saved is a dollar saved. So, you know, I think that's the direction we want to head.
0: And here's one that we did a long time ago, and that's eliminating that daily $5 cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, not that we frequented that uh, famous coffee chain too often anyway, but you can buy fancy coffees really anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, even McDonald's will sell you a good fancy coffee, and it may not cost as much as, say, the other name brand
0: coffee store. Well, I actually like the McDonald's coffee better than I did the fancy name brand.
1: Oh, I know. I know. And it's all a matter of taste. You know, everybody's got their choice. Everybody's got their taste. But a lot of times when you really evaluate it, if you're buying from some of these uh, corner shops that are the gourmet high-end coffee store, you know, you, if you're really mindful of what you're spending while you're there, it can really add up. It can. So to, what's the way to combat that and well, save Well, if you money? just
0: do that one day a week, I mean, one day. One well, time a day? If you do that one cup a day, you're saving $25 a week. And over a year, figuring you're taking off two weeks vacation, that's $1,250 a year spending on the convenience of the overpriced.
1: You know, know, when you write it out loud like that, Mm -hmm. it really kind of shocks you a bit, I think.
0: Now You can even put a K-cup.
1: If you have an office to put one in.
0: And that comes out to having that five days a week. Comes out to around, depending on where you buy the K cups, it's anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred and twenty-five dollars a year. Yeah, so. so that's
1: that's over a ninety percent savings in some cases. And even then, there's still ways you can save even further than that. Because the K-Cup, if you actually priced K-Cups by the pound, you'd find that you're spending about $35 a pound for coffee. Now, nobody's going to buy coffee at $35 a pound. I don't care who you are. You're buying the convenience. You're not. It's not about the, the coffee itself. You're purchasing convenience.
0: Exactly. And if you buy a regular coffee pot and you make a 10-cup pot each day, that's a lot of coffee. And I'm figuring seven days a week here, which we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we make a pot of coffee a day.
1: I don't drink a pot of coffee. I didn't
0: say you drink a pot of coffee. I <laughs> said we make a pot of coffee a day. I drink a few cups before I leave home in the morning. I take a thermos with me, and I finish that thermos out during the day. And that comes out to about $125 a year, and that's all-day coffee for us. Mm-hmm. But now you could also buy one of the little four-cup. Yeah. I know my granddaughter had one of these when she had an apartment and when she was in college. And that little four-cup pot made her two mugs of coffee in the morning because a mug of coffee is about almost two cups. Yeah, it's going to
1: be more because an actual liquid cup is only eight ounces. And most po- folks are drinking a 12 to 16-ounce mug.
0: Right. And then you add the, co- the the liquid that stays in the grounds and things like sure, that. Sure, so, I mean, yeah. Anyway, her four-cup pot cost her about $62 a year to be able to do that. Now, there's another very convenient way, and you do this some, and that's the coffee bags.
1: You're talking about the little, like, single-use type, like a tea bag, Looks but like it's a tea coffee. Bag. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, there's great places for that. If you need one cup of coffee and you're running out the door, make some hot water. We can do that in a microwave. We can run it through a little hot shot, water heater, I don't know. What, how to explain that mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it heats one cup of water at a time. Right.
0: And so you can do that. But we have them in our go bags.
1: We do that in our go bags, too, because in a, in a power down situation, you can still find ways to heat water and enjoy coffee, you know, in that water. So it doesn't have to rely on an electric means in order to
0: be useful. We carry single wall water bottles in our um, go bags, in our car bags. And these serve as our seventy two hour bag, our get home bag, whatever. We could make that we could boil that water in that single wall pot on a fire and use that single cup tea bag or coffee bag mm-hmm. to make that. Sure. But if you did that at home and you did it every day, they'd come out about hundred and twenty five dollars a year.
1: Yeah, we're still at ninety percent savings off of the stand in line and wait for your name to be misheard uh and so that you can get your fancy fancy coffee mm-hmm.
0: Now, remember that fancy coffee we're talking about cost you around $1,250 a year.
1: Oh, you're also paying sales tax on top of that, too. Just think.
0: I didn't figure that in. You didn't even
1: figure in the sales tax on that coffee because you're paying, you know, everything you buy outside of your house, you're paying tax on it. So
0: So add another $125, at least in most places that have 10% sales tax, uh you're talking about now around $1,400 a year. Exactly. Okay. So I think we've covered the coffee thing pretty well. If you cut down, eliminate that $5 cup of coffee each day, you can save a lot of money Basically there. make your own. What other ways?
1: Another way would be to become a member of some of these bulk buying club stores. Uh, They go by various names here in the U.S. We have Sam's Club. We have the BJ's Wholesale Warehouse. We have Costco. Uh, There may be various regional type of wholesale clubs that you can purchase into. You buy a membership, of course, you know, and there's levels of different membership. But they usually more than make up that cost in what you save when you purchase in bulk. Now, The kinds of things they sell can be anywhere from a a case of beans to a set of tires. Uh, You can buy fresh meats. You can buy clothing, baby formula, certain medications. Some of these places have a pharmacy.
0: And we've bought all of those things Mm -hmm. at a grocery club at one time or another. It's
1: great for either family buying or a lot of times if you've got to purchase. I'll do a lot of Christmas buying there. There's some practical gift items, great decorating ideas throughout the year. So buying in bulk saves you, you know, over the, you spread the cost of your case lots over their use and you find it's pennies on the dollar.
0: Right. Now you can, there's some things that, um, take cream of mushroom soup. You can go through a case of cream of mushroom soup yourself. Oh,
1: honey, if you're a Southern cook, you're going to use something with a cream of whatever soup.
0: So that's one that you may want to buy a case for yourself. And then your cost is about half of what it would be going to the grocery store and buying the same brand of cream of mushroom soup, for example. Mm -hmm. But now let's say green beans. You may not be able to go through a case of one vegetable or one item in a reasonable period of time, but this is where you can do what our girls do. They get together from time to time, and they make a run to the grocery club, and they'll buy a case of some particular item, and that gets split up between four of them. Right, so they all share in the cost. of they? they share in the cost, and they share those, so they're cutting down their cost per item.
1: But they're not having to store 144 of anything, right? like, you know, 12 cases of whatever.
0: Right. So it's a, a good way to save money.
1: Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster, or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lawley. I'm Krista, and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz, is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off, you find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening. To somebody, somewhere, every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies and particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Crystal Lawley, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon look these up, add these to your collection we sure appreciate it another great way to save is to go to a dollar store something we have in america and have had for several years we and they go by various names it started as the dollar store they call them the dollar tree the dollar club save a dollar give a dollar Wherever it is, everything in that store costs a dollar or, in some cases, less than a dollar, depending on what they're selling.
0: Now, let's expand this to not only the true dollar store, but to, like, the discount store, And, and here we know them as Dollar General. And they're on every other corner. Seriously, every other. We're not kidding, folks. These things may be a mile and a half apart. You may go six miles and encounter three Dollar Generals. Mm -hmm. But they're placed in, actually, if you look at it, pretty logical places.
1: They're actually usually placed further out in the county, Mm -hmm. away from a lot of the more urban settings where there are more of an abundance of stores. You're going to find Dollar General stores out on the county roads, out in the rural areas, close to town, but not in town necessarily, Right. where a lot of people live, but it's more convenient for them to get to the Dollar General.
0: And it's a place that they can go and they can buy just about anything that they could need. Now, they don't carry tires and such as that, although I have seen some of them starting to put in gas stations. Mm -hmm. There's
1: some gas stations
0: there. But the name brands at these stores are the same name brands you buy at the high-end grocery store.
1: And they have their own store brands as well that, that competes.
0: And so that's a place that you can save some money. And speaking of those store brands, they are significantly lower in price Mm -hmm. than the name brand.
1: And usually just as good. Mm -hmm. Usually.
0: But you can also save a lot of money in the grocery store if you pay attention to what you're doing. And that's using coupons. Now, I've known of some ladies who got very good at this couponing, and they could go buy $200 worth of groceries and spend $40.
1: Don't you just love the way Mark says coupons? Because I was raised to say coupon. That's a coupon. So you know what we're talking about. And he's right. We come from an era where the Sunday paper where they had that parade, that little tab in there, that parade. They had also a little tab in there called the Sunday Coupons. And you could clip them, cut them out, or take the whole sheet in there. And these were paper. This was the way that you got them or you trimmed them out of the newspaper during the week. Now, that's how old we are. In the rise of technology, now, Coupons have become digital. You can have them downloaded. You can actually go onto your computer and you can Google coupons and you can uh, print them from your device, your, your uh, computer. You can have the store download coupons onto your phone. I'll tell you something else they've just started to do with me. Not only can I get them on their app on my phone, They'll send me paper coupons of various brands that I have already purchased because they're logging me. They have tracked me.
0: Now, that's I'm not a whole an, other uh, yeah. podcast about them tracking us, but in this case, it actually works for us. Yeah,
1: I think it's a great idea. I'm not really against that, but that's, that's where they're giving you an opportunity to save. And sometimes if you can't find coupons on a brand that you like, if you'll contact the company... Itself, the brand itself, like contact Nabisco or contact Heinz or Hunts or whatever the name brand is and just straight up ask them what kind of coupons or what sort of savings certificates will you send me because I'm a loyal customer and I love your brand.
0: Mm-hmm. And a great place to do that is in baby supplies. When you start buying diapers, those things get expensive. You better know it. And they do go through quite a few of them, so mm-hmm. that's a good place to do that. Now, another place for good coupons is... <laughs> the back side of your receipt, a lot of times, or below your receipt when it finishes up and you know it prints out another foot long. Mm -hmm. You buy something that your receipt's going to be four inches long,
1: or they sometimes have a separate pop out of separate coupons.
0: They give you coupons for your next trip, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's spend ten dollars, save two dollars. Buy three, get two free, something like that. Speaking of that, uh, buy one, get one, BOGO.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's buy one, get one free, or buy one, get one half price, or buy two, get one free. There's all sorts of BOGOs, B-O-G-O, which stands for buy one, get one. And then the store determines, do you get it free or do you get it for a costing savings? And this is just ways to save more money. And hey, listen, it, it adds up. If you'll save a quarter here and a dollar there before long, you're talking real money.
0: And another thing you can do in the grocery store is to buy larger quantities and split it up. I've done that. We were together in the grocery store one day, and Chris showed me. I, I was picking up, and I think it was actually cream and mushroom soup. And she said, now, look at that very closely. I was going to get three or four of them. And it said, if you buy so many, you get so many free. What it came down to is you got 10 for about the price of four. Mm -hmm, Right. So we got 10 for what I was already going to spend on four. So pay attention to those things in there. And another thing that you can split up on larger quantities and Krista does this quite often, hamburger meat, you can buy that five or 10 pound log of hamburger meat and you can split that up into one pound packages and freeze them. Just mash them kind of flat into the Ziploc bag, and they stack very well in the freezer. And you can take out one pound when you need it.
1: Mm -hmm. And I've actually done that both ways. And what I mean by that is I have split the raw hamburger into portions that I have frozen, just like what Mark said. There have been other times that I've taken that three or five or or whatever, 10-pound log, and I've cooked it all down. Like I will go ahead and cook it all down into ground meat that's cooked let it cool sufficiently and safely, and then package that as cooked hamburger, and then I put it in the freezer. Nothing more convenient in the world than to come home late on a day and be able to have my favorite
0: spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, sauce
1: heating up on the stove, and I can toss some frozen ground beef in there, and in 10 minutes, I've got spaghetti sauce. So that's a time and a cost savings, and right. that that's really
0: good. And it seems that for two of us here alone eating for ourselves and chris cooking for the two of us you go buy a pack of pork chops and there's eight in there
1: yeah and we're not going to eat we, eight we pork need chops.
0: two four at the most so mm-hmm. she'll buy these larger packs of pork chops and split those up and do the same thing same thing applies with chicken legs chicken wings chicken, chicken thighs breasts, chicken, anything yeah. that you're doing buy the large pack and split it up into smaller portions and freeze that, and you save some money.
1: Definitely save time, you save money, and sometimes saving time is actually worth more than saving money. And some, They say time is money. I think time is worth more than money.
0: It is. Now here's one that you have to be a little bit careful with, but if you pay attention, you can save some money buying generic medications. Now not all medications uh do you need to be buying generic but uh when you're looking at stomach medications when you're looking at over the counter medications that we're going to be stocking for prepping uh pain relievers uh, I go through a lot of omeprazole a lot of folks do for acid reflux You can buy that in the generic much cheaper than you can buy it in the brand name.
1: And speaking of generic, and this is not necessarily a, well, it could be considered a prepping thing, but for your prescription meds, you may want to have that discussion with your medical professional, your doctor, your nurse practitioner, whomever is prescribing. And you may ask them if a generic is appropriate, because I'll tell you that by law, only the active ingredient must be identical in both the original and the generic. But that's where the identity identical ends. A generic can be then made up of other various inactive ingredients that may vary from the original and be in most cases a completely moot point. But In some cases, allergies and certain types of food sensitivities may be of note. So you have to have that discussion with your doctor before you go generic.
0: Or even your pharmacist. Mm -hmm. If you have some concerns, discuss it with your pharmacist. They know what interacts with what. Now, fortunately, all but one of my medications is available in generic. Mm -hmm, Mine too. I will use that generic every single time. One that I am owned for blood sugar. My grandmother was owned, and she was owned it under the the trade name, but it's been the same medication for 50-something years. So what
1: else? Another thing you can think about is when you're jumping in your car to drive to go do tasks, if you just go across town to do one thing and then come back home, well, that's necessary and needful. But could you have perhaps combined a few tasks on that trip? In other words, go do two things, go do four things, maybe accomplish six things while you're out because it saves you time and it saves on gas money to not have to jump in the car and do six separate trips when you could perhaps combine your tasks in a time frame that you can complete them all.
0: And if you just sit down and think, what am I going to need from the store tomorrow? Well,
1: and also think about things like, Maybe this is a good time to keep the car filled up with gas. You know, while you're out, if you're at a quarter tank or less, you're going to need to get gas anyway. So putting gas in the car, that adds to your trip. So do that. And go and pick up your groceries and maybe you do need to go take something to the post office or pick up dry cleaning or go visit a neighbor or run to the bakery or whatever, you know, and realize that in an hour and a half's time, if you can make six stops, you have not only saved time, you've saved money because you've put less gas through the engine and you've accomplished more tasks and you may think, well, that seems like a common sense thing to do, but how many times even myself, I will admit, I've jumped in the car, I've gone one thing come back home and realize you know there's four other things i could have done and i realized then i just didn't plan well so my practical prepping tip to me is to be a better planner on when i'm going to be out and about like this afternoon i plan to go out and do some tasks i've already got three stops in mind when before i would have just maybe done one Mm -hmm. so that's a way for me to save time and money and this
0: this started out this trip this afternoon started out as a one item trip there's one item that we need today just we need it today but there are several other things that we're going to need in the next few days Mm
1: -hmm. like i'll give you for instance i know for a fact that if i don't pick up cat food today i'm going to run out by Mm -hmm. wednesday that's four days from Mm -hmm. now well why don't i just go ahead and get that cat food now
0: Right, and this is a mistake on our part because we generally keep one extra large thing of cat food, but between our travels and other things this time, we didn't do that. So we're down to the last three days of cat food, and so we're going to go get that and pick up some other items that we'll need in the next few days. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing that you can do as far as combining car trips, and this isn't exactly combining, but you could – And that's stopping on the way home rather than making a special trip. There's been a number of times that Krista has texted me and said, could you pick up such and such on your way home? Well, I'm going to pass that grocery store or I'm going to pass that whatever on the way home anyway. And so I'll usually text her back. Sure, be glad to. What else do you need? And sometimes she'll go ahead and send me that text message list of the things that she's going to need in the next three or four days. Now, don't think that we're down to without those, because remember we have our prepper stash, with the exception of cat food, which we messed up <laughs> on this fully time. Fully transparent, people. So we, she's she's getting me to pick up things that she could take out of the prepper closet. Or she's planning to take it out of the prepper closet, but she wants this one to immediately put back in so that we're rotating stock. So think about your, your miles driven and combining your car trips, saving that gas, picking things up on the way home or sitting down for just five minutes and figuring out where all you need to go and plan a route. Do I need to go clockwise, counterclockwise? Don't be bouncing back and forth. You wind up with more miles on there than you really needed to.
1: And speaking of vehicles, another way to save money is to take care of your vehicle, Mm -hmm. whether you're driving a pickup truck, a car, an SUV, a motorcycle, even a a humble bicycle is transportation for so many of our listeners. And, you know, you've got to take care of everything that you're riding or driving to try to get Mm -hmm. you from one point to another.
0: For one thing, the vehicle will last longer. And our dads were meticulous about taking care of vehicles. Definitely, My dad's pickup truck, and dad's been gone now 20-something years, and dad's pickup is sitting in our driveway out here, and it's got over 250,000 miles on it. I wouldn't be afraid to hop in it and make whatever trip we needed to. I've got another pickup truck that I have 350,000 miles on it. You take care of it. And you'll get better fuel mileage if you do things like making sure your tires are properly inflated. Making sure your tires are properly rotated will make your tires last longer. Properly tuned engine. Now, it used to be that, you know, every year or two, we could change out spark plugs, the distributor cap, the rotor button, and we were doing pretty good. That was a a minor tune-up, and it definitely increased the fuel mileage. But today, a properly tuned engine goes far beyond just spark plugs, and interestingly, they've made spark plugs now that can last you 50, 60, 70,000 miles, but those fuel injectors do need to be cleaned from time to time. Regular maintenance on your vehicle will save you money in the long run.
1: You know, you just said something about rotating the tires, and I actually had that done last week when I, and this is not on the list, but it is now, had the oil changed and had the fluids looked at. Uh, so I took it to my local service, the place that I always go. They know me. I know them. And we had the regular maintenance done with the oil change on my car, and and they looked and they said, of course we're rotating your tires because it comes with the service. I said, well, of course you are. And so that caused me to think that having the oil changed on a regular basis, and that will also vary from vehicle to vehicle. Some do it every 3,000 miles, some go every 5,000 miles. You know, you be the best, you and your car professional are the best judge on that.
0: That and look in the glove box and see what that little book in there recommends.
1: Okay, so another turn here, another way to save money is, and I've used them and I know a lot of other households use them, is I'll actually go and I'll buy a case of paper towels and I will use paper towels. But I will tell you that in the long run, in the big picture, paper towels are a very costly item. We buy them strictly for their convenience. They wipe up nasty spills and we throw them away and they're done with. But I will tell you that having been in the retail business world, we had a shop that we had a lot of cleaning going on every day. we had literally miles of glass to clean every day we had glass enclosures for our animals we were in a pet store and we had glass fittings and glass displays and all sorts of counter surfaces and whatnot so we purchased what's called a bar mop a bar mop is nothing more than about a fourteen inch by fourteen inch white terry cloth fabric, and it's a finished cloth. And it's a, you, you, some people call it a dish cloth, whatever it's called. A bar mop, I guess, because in the early days they got started in bars, and the bartenders would clean the bar tops with them. But a bar mop is a very useful fabric towel it's very hard wearing and long lasting i literally have some bar mops that i used back in the 1980s i still have them in my house right now and i still use them why because they're fabric cloths they're launderable you can wash them you can dry them and you can use them over and over and over again and they're just extremely practical you can wipe up those dirty grimy messes shake off all the excess in the garbage can and then run them through the laundry run them through your wash and a sanitizing and they'll last forever. And so on a cost basis, they literally cost pennies a year as opposed to the dollars a month that paper towels cost. I mean, if you really added up what all those paper towels cost you, you might be a little sick.
0: And I keep one in the the vehicles. I keep one in my patrol vehicle. Mm -hmm. They're very, very good to use. We use them in the shop. We use them around the house. We use them in the car. And uh, it's just a great way to save some money.
1: You can even buy them at the bulk stores. Sometimes they sell them in a bundle of 24. Mm -hmm. And some folks think, 24, that's an awful lot. Well, split them up. Put some in your garage. Put some in your bathroom. Put some in your kitchen. Put some in your nursery. Put some in your garden area. Split them up around your household, and you'll find you'll use them every day, all day.
0: And keep them beside the kitchen sink.
1: Well, as I said, put them in your kitchen. I mean, they're basically a dishcloth. Use them as a pot holder when you can't find one. I mean, they're useful.
0: Now, here's one that we enjoy doing, but we have to keep a lid on what we spend on eating out.
1: Eating out. You know, when we were kids, we were when we were kids in the 50s and early 60s, eating out from home was considered a big treat. I mean, that was a very unusual thing to do. When you, I mean, for us to even go out to get ice cream, we'd put on our good clothes. I mean, that's just how special it was. But nowadays, eating out, eating away from home has become so convenient that in some cases some people say well it is cheaper for me to eat out than eat at home well sometimes that's true but it just depends on how often if you're eating out every meal You're spending a lot more than you normally would. I mean, let's be honest. And maybe if you can afford that, when God bless you, we're not here to judge. If eating out is your thing and that's what you spend money on for enjoyment, then by all means, you do you. Okay. We're just here
0: talking about ways to save money. And if this is a way that you choose to save money, it's a great way to save money. And even eating from home. And that's mm-hmm. taking your lunch with you. And sure. I did that several times this past week.
1: A lot of kids at school now, they're going back to the schoolhouse. And so eating eating uh, from home, taking their own lunch is somewhat cost-effective, especially if you know it's food they're going to eat. If they're complaining about the lunchroom food, and if they're too young to make their own, then make their lunch. And if they're fourth grade or up, they can make their own. And then to have them take food they will eat. You know, oversee it make sure that they're eating right. But as far as us adults too, we can take food with us. We can have little personal coolers to keep our refrigerated foods cold.
0: Well, last week I took three tomatoes, some mayonnaise and slices of bread.
1: You had mater sandwiches. I had
0: mater sandwiches (laughs) and that was a good lunch and it was a cheap lunch. It was no problem to just make those Mm -hmm. right there where I was. So that was something that I enjoyed and I saved some money. All right. What next?
1: Well, some other ways that you can save money. We're going to turn over here to the our, our online ways to save money. And that is, let's say, for example, you're shopping for an item, maybe a piece of garden equipment or recreational equipment, exercise, what have you. Maybe you're looking for some type piece of furniture, bedroom furniture or something. Maybe this is a time to utilize eBay and Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and even some of the thrift stores' websites that have items that are available. Now, some of the thrift store websites actually are not going to be able to show you what they have because it literally comes and goes on a daily basis. But we're talking about your Goodwill stores, your Salvation Army, your thrift shops, the Saving Way, places that sell consignment Because you're going to find extremely good deals. And I'll tell you, there's no shame in it. I have purchased beautiful furniture, believe it or not, at the Salvation Army. I'll give you for instance. I purchased an absolutely gorgeous, like new, almost, it was used, but it looked absolutely brand new off the showroom floor. A nine-foot sofa that I bought in probably the early 2000s. And I paid $100 for it because I actually negotiated Offered cash. They gave me a discount. They were only asking 150 and I whipped out a $100 bill said, this is what I have. They said, we'll take it. Yeah. I bought a $100 sofa. That was a $1,500 sofa on any other day.
0: So there, the deals are out there if you need something, but let me interject something here with the websites, especially with Goodwill. Now, they maintain a website called shopgoodwill.com you know, we've often heard that the best stuff gets auctioned there. Mm -hmm. And from the various stores, they submit the top items. And that becomes a mini auction on there. Oh, terrific. And so you can find some great deals. I was talking with a guy not long ago that bought a. $200 backpack for $12
1: wildly great.
0: And so it's, it's not just limited to what you can go into your local thrift store, but there are some online stores as well. And one of those is REI.com. They have some great secondhand stuff on there. Lowergear.com. They are an equipment rental site and they seasonally rotate their stock outdoorsgeek.com, outdoorsgeek.com. They offer used gear as well. And so those are some good things to look at. But let's go back to this eBay Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Now, you have to be careful with that.
1: Well, yes, you do. And I'm glad that you've mentioned that because these sites are Their purpose is to put buyers and sellers within reach of each other. But that's where it ends. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, eBay, none of these places do any type of vetting personally of who's buying and who's selling.
0: So the point here is that if you go to meet someone to purchase something, and you can get some great buys on there. Our our son-in-law uses Craigslist uh, probably every week. And he went, when we were up there last, he went to meet someone and purchased a drone and got a very, very good deal on it. But what we're saying here is be careful with where you're meeting these folks and when you're meeting, because it is people. And there are unscrupulous people that will take advantage of people on these types of sites. So take someone with you and meet at a very public location. Don't go meeting in the dark alley or something.
1: Yeah, don't meet somebody at, you know, 1030 at night right. on a side of town that you're not familiar with. That just doesn't, that sounds hinky, as <laughs> we say. So just be careful.
0: So meeting that public location. Now, here's something a lot of folks aren't aware of is that some police departments have set up trading spots. It's for these social site trading services where you make the deal online and then you meet to exchange money and the product. And some of the police departments have set up places in their well-lit parking areas that are under video surveillance. And there's signs up that you are under video surveillance by the police department. And they've done it just for people to feel comfortable in making these exchanges.
1: Exactly. So, you know, buyer beware and uh, use your good common sense. Also, something else you can do is to do some online price comparisons if you're shopping, particularly for bigger ticket items, televisions, electronics, what have you. You can do some online price comparisons between stores and brands and then shop locally.
0: Here's a good example. It was just a couple of months ago that we were looking for two new laptops. So we did a lot of research online. We kind of narrowed down to what we were looking at. And I think you did the price comparisons of the various electronics stores that we have in our area, and you found the best price, and then we went to those locations and purchased them locally.
1: Right, and so that's where the internet information and your ability to be able to research and find it actually saves you time and money because a lot of times we found too that when we did our online comparison and then we were calling various stores or visiting various stores, we found out to our dismay at first that some of these products were not available to us. They were out of stock or the supply chain has been a bit slow. And so you've got to just understand that, especially nowadays, depending on what where you are in your location. Sometimes it might appear online, but it may not actually be in the store, or they have to special order it.
0: So call for that availability before you drive. Absolutely. All right, go on to online shopping. I know you have a lot of thoughts on this, and you do a lot of it.
1: Oh, I do. You know, when when you, I do a lot of online shopping, and yes, I do have a lot of things delivered to the house. And so there are various uh, stores and brands and services out there that do offer products for you to purchase online from Cure sites like Amazon and Wayfair and some of these type places, but definitely do compare prices among high ticket items that are available across different areas. Like if you're looking for like a new digital video camera, for example, don't just buy the first one you see and for the first price you
0: see. Well, I'll take it even further than that. Not just big ticket items. I was purchasing or I was looking to purchase an adapter for propane to refill small propane tanks. Mm And I found it online for thirteen, fourteen dollars. Okay, I'm reasonably willing to pay that. I need one. I've never had one. I want one. We've got a lot of the little bottles that need refilling. But I kept looking and I found it for like six ninety five in another location.
1: Exactly, and it took you a little while to find it, mm-hmm. but it certainly paid off. You paid half right what you and, would have.
0: And when you said a little while, I mean we're talking less than ten minutes. Oh right? yeah, I mean and, it's not
1: it's not like you're gonna have to search for
0: six weeks. Right. I, I kept looking for it and I found that because comparing those prices, uh, because not all of the sites are priced the same.
1: You know, and we were recently looking at the price of generators, and we were talking about because when you're purchasing a generator, they come from a very, very small type of capability to a completely large household capability, and that's where you really want to shop and compare because not all generators are the same. They don't all do the same thing. They're not all fueled the same way. So you definitely want to do some comparison and figure out what are your needs if you're buying a generator.
0: And if you're comparing just using generators for example make sure you're comparing the exact models with the same features
1: exactly even the even within one line of generators mm-hmm. you've got a ver- long variety list of features and differences
0: you can have one that is model number abc and it's available with and without electric start. I'm just using that for an example.
1: And then some of them are available with or without a rolling cart to move them from one spot to the other. So you've got to think about mm-hmm. that. Wheels a lot of times they may show it to you on a cart, but you've got to read the description because it may, may say cart not included. What is pictured isn't always exactly what you're getting.
0: Here's another one that you're very good about. Anytime we're talking about something that we're looking to purchase something and pretty much everything that I'm looking at right here from our soundboard to our recorder to our microphones uh, to our computers to everything else that pretty much is within view of us right here. Is reading reviews, and you're very good at that. We've I've had my mind made up on some things, and I knew that's the one we wanted. And when you got through reading reviews, I couldn't stand that one.
1: Right, and I will say that I, I'm glad that that reviews get posted, both good and bad, as needed. And I find that if I start researching a product across different services, and I see that I'm seeing the same amount of good and or maybe not so good reviews, I can still make up my own mind based on what I'm reading on what the performance of that product is. And so if reviews are available, read them all, read the good ones and the bad ones, and then you make up your own mind based on how you are swayed one way or the other if you feel like it's going to be a good deal for you. Something else to also look for is the free shipping. Particularly with COVID, I've noticed that a lot of brand services that did a lot of deliveries last year or or just prior to last year, some of them had low-cost shipping. And then they suddenly switched to a free shipping model because they realized that more people would be at home doing that online ordering and having things delivered to their homes.
0: And it's a perk that draws you to that particular company.
1: And considering free shipping made me also think about something else That is something that we've been involved in lately is we've been doing some traveling and we've been staying in some hotels. And so I use various services, depending on the deal that I'm looking for and the region that I'm looking for. I use various services to try to find those good deals, but I only want to search for the free cancellation availability for hotel rooms or home rental or the Airbnb, the Verbo, the what have you, because... They can offer you a lot of deals across the board, but you don't always get free cancellation. And I know that in my case, I know at least two times in my life and say the last five years where my plans suddenly changed and I was not able to utilize the use of that hotel room. And all it took was a phone call from me. To simply state, I didn't even have to explain my circumstances. I simply said, I want to change my itinerary. My trip plans have changed, and I want to drop these dates off of my hotel accommodations. And they said, we got you. You've got free cancellation. You're good to go. Well,
0: we even had a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we had a trip planned, and it worked out that we needed one less night of hotel than we had.
1: Exactly. We had prepaid even on a free cancellation, so uh, I was able to get that that extra day taken off. So always look for some sort of a free cancellation, either on your travel plans and also any type of subscription-based service that you may have. A lot of us have online subscriptions that we may have, like some of our apps cost such and such and such a month. And you want to make sure that you've got a free cancellation, that you have not signed up on some kind of 60-month contract on that.
0: Right. And that's one of the things that we've been looking at when we were talking early on about dumping the cable television and going with a streaming service is we have looked specifically at the ones that are no contract, no cancellation fee. So we can cancel it at any point in time. Now you pay the month that you're already in and and that's not a problem. We understand that, but it doesn't cost you X number of dollars to cancel your Plan like a cell phone plan cost you. Exactly. That's just some things that we wanted to go over today and bring you some cost saving ideas, save you a little bit of money that you can put back, have for a rainy day, build that emergency fund, work toward retirement, uh, spend less money so that you have more money to spend on the things that you would like to spend. So it's been good to be with you today. I know we've been a little bit long. But anything else you want to add?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to save some money to spoil my grandkids with.
0: Oh, that's a whole different category. (laughs) That keeps the online shopping folks in business as well. You know it. All right. Well, we will see you next time.
1: We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully, you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.